Jardim Sonoro. Audio Garden. Jardim Musical. Jardim Audio. Jardino del Audio. Presencing Instituto. Gaia. Stepping into the decade of transformation. S'engager dans la décennie de la transformation. Entrando na década de transformação. Chloe is a singing philosopher. In her life's work, she is celebrating the integration of silent, spoken, and sung voice. These pioneering practices are rooted in self-inquiry, and the central questions are who is singing and where does my voice originate from? This experiential sound work is medicine for heart, mind, and soul. Discover how to express your true potential, passion, and purpose. Everyone is welcome to enjoy these conscious core practices rooted in deep listening. So I'd love to start by just introducing you to this. There's a keyboard instrument here. This for me is one of my most uh, kind of special relationships uh, because uh, it doesn't answer back. No, that's not any, the only reason, but it's because. <laughs> so, um, but what I love about this instrument, the harmonium is that Uh, and I happened upon it when I was in India. So I've had various um, phases of life. Uh, the most, uh, I suppose, in the last 30 years. Uh, the last 30 years has been very much influenced by the, the Asian, Middle Eastern and uh, Indian uh, traditions, which essentially, you know, obviously they existed prior to those cultures existing. But what they introduced me to was to an understanding of oneness and what we call the unchanging note, which is sound as the ground of consciousness. And it wasn't really, having had a very Western musical upbringing, to suddenly find that I didn't have to modulate anywhere anymore. I could just stay on one note, which might be this note. Uh, and in fact, when you go to India, they ask you, they say, what is your note? Uh, and a friend of mine who is an opera singer went there and she was all set. She was singing with the Dagar brothers, so this incredible ancient traditional Indian family. And they presented her with this question, what is your note? And as an opera singer, uh, she was <laughs> completely dumbfounded by this question. And she says, so she said, well, I'm a soprano. I'm a, sometimes a mezzo-soprano on a good day, you know. And, um, and they looked at her very baffled themselves. They said, yes, that's, that's, that's wonderful, but what is your note? And uh, so she then spent two weeks finding her note. So she started by just simply, you know, singing. You know, and she was an opera singer. I mean, very, excuse me, do you realize who I am? Kind of opera singer, you know, albeit with a very, very boisterous and wonderful, wonderful personality. And they just looked at her and they went, no. No, that's not it. That's not it. So she was quite sort of taken aback. She's not used to getting that response. So she did it again. So they said, what is your note? Can you sing it again? So she went, ah. 
came to an end. And thought, sure, thought, surely that is it. Yeah, surely they they can now hear who I am, right? And they went, no, no. So uh, this went on for two weeks of kind of screaming, raging, tears. You know, exhaustion, boredom, frustration, uh, you know, you name it. Until finally she heard herself uh, in a way she'd never heard herself. And uh, that really was the same experience that I had. And I have a sense that probably everyone in this, uh, in this community here has had an experience of that nature where you've suddenly heard yourself. Yeah, it may be you've been in the presence of someone, you know, who just by the nature of the way that they communicated enabled you to hear yourself in a whole new way. Or you may have been completely on your own or you may have been in the middle of some horrendous row, you know, and suddenly, you know, the other day, somebody presented me with, uh, she, we had never met before. And she said to me, I've been singing and chanting mantras for 20 years. And I have never come across an experience of my voice as I've just experienced in this course that we've been exploring together. And she was really frustrated about that. <laughs> You know, I don't you realize it was almost like it was my fault. <laughs> I have been chanting these mantras. And why did I not experience what I've just experienced? And I said, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, and I said, maybe I've spent 20 years training to meet you. And we looked at each other and we just started to laugh. Because... You know, this whole journey that we're all on, that it requires, or we think, you know, the egoic mind thinks it requires immense effort and showing up, you know, in, in all these different forms of oneself. And actually, none of it is it. So uh, how do we find our voice? What does that mean for you? to find your voice, to hear yourself. Would you say you have heard yourself in this lifetime? And what was it that enabled you to hear yourself? Okay. So that question just comes to mind right now. When was it did you first really hear yourself? Was it silence? Was it a relationship? Was it nature? What was it that enabled you to find and to really hear your voice? Okay, so that's one question. When did I first really hear myself? For myself, it was in deafness in childhood. I had partial deafness following traumatic surgery on my ears for about three years between the ages of four and seven. That was when I first heard myself. I didn't have, the, it was like a fierce blessing. I didn't have the outer social world for those three years. I was just with myself. And I could hear a little bit, so I could hear the 
birdsong. I could hear the wind and so on. So there's a question right there. There's one question. And then there's another question. What do you most love about your voice? What do you most love about your voice? What do you most love about it? What is it about the sound of your voice that gives you immense pleasure to listen to? So one way of responding to that question is to just start exploring the sound of your name. The sound of your name. But before we do that, I'd love just to simply share with you in, in response and in gratitude to your reminding us of this connection that we have between the social and the singing field. To share with you this little chant. And this chant... Uh, you may well be familiar with is called The Singing Field. It's inspired by a Rumi poem. Out beyond ideas of right and wrongdoing, there is a field, a singing field. I'll meet you there. And it goes like this. It just showed up when I was uh, singing with Coleman Barks, a lovely Rumi poet who's made a lot of lovely versions of Rumi, of Rumi's poetry, who was told by his teacher to throw all his books out of the window and find his voice. And when his master died, he was in such distress that he started spiraling and turning. And he turned and he turned and he turned and that turning became a field, became a field of listening. And so Coleman Barks's version is out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. And I asked Coleman, I said, is it okay if I just add the words singing in there? And he said, you just do what the hell you like.
to sing these words together. Ouch. Just take a big breath and just sigh out. Oh, fantastic. And again, another big breath. Ouch. And just say, ouch. Oh, thank God. Breathing out. Breathing in. And breathing out. Ah. Oh. Oh, and another big breath out. Ah. Oh. Yes. Beyond all ideas you've ever had in your life. And particularly ideas of right and wrongdoing. Oh, yes. Let's breathe in and out again. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Beyond all ideas I ever had about right and wrongdoing. There is a field. Really? There is a field. Just, just find yourself just singing that maybe, or just saying it, you know, however, or whispering it, or shouting it, whatever, however it comes out for you. There is a come after that that we have manifested now maybe just stay with that just for the moment and then we'll get into serious songwriting in a minute we won't by the way by the way we're not going to do that but you have let's be clear without you showing up there would be no field well, that's another conversation, right? That's another conversation, another question for this session or another. That we have manifested. So I'm at the moment the voice of this field, apparently, um, speaking on behalf of, and this is what I call a meeting with intimate strangers in the field. That we have manifested. Now, the next part of this song is very important to me because of the melody line. This melody line, for me, makes the whole song. It's why I cannot stop singing it. And that's because the melody line has an augmented fourth in it. Now, you don't need to be a musician to understand what an augmented fourth is. Uh, do you know what I'm saying when I say augmented fourth? Does that make any sense? No. If you just go like that or like that. Or like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so, okay, so forget that little plan, which is totally uninteresting. I mean, to say more augmented, so that basically sums up probably what most of us experienced as music education, right? We were, we were taught things like, you've got to know what an augmented fourth is, otherwise you're not musical, right? So that's not what we're here for either. But there is something about... So that augmented fourth is la, la, la. So would you mind just singing, just taking a sound like ma? Just try singing that and just see how that feels. Ma.
And again, even louder, kind of Italian. Fantastic. And now just bring that sound back into the center of your chest. Ooh, and take a big breath. Ooh, that's where the voice is most happy, in my experience, right here in the center of the chest. So now that melody line, It's the same interval as that song, yes? That is the augmented fourth. That's what the augmented fourth does to people. Not that we want to call it an augmented fourth. It's much more interesting to call it a love song, the most powerful love song you ever imagined singing to another or to yourself primarily, right? So I'd like to invite you from now on, on a regular basis, every day, even if you only do it once, to stand in front of yourself in the mirror and just go What does this mean for you with your voice? How do you feel about your voice? Okay, so what we're dealing with is something very dangerous. We are so terrified of our voices. Why are we terrified? Because there are hyster hysterical, <laughs> I was going to say historical, but hysterical moments that have happened in history that are just in the wiring of the unconscious that have made us so terrified of our voices that when I ask the 100,000th person, how do you feel about your voice? And they tell me, I haven't got one. And then you say, why haven't you got one? Why do you think you haven't got a voice? You're speaking right now. And then they go, well, I was thrown out of the choir. I was told that to shut up. I was abused. I was this, I was that. And immediately the narrative is a negative story of childhood in relation to the voice. And it's usually related to what we call singing. But for us, the naked voice is not singing or speaking. As soon as I heard the sound of oneness in India, I realized there was no separation anymore between speaking and singing. And so I started exploring why it was that people were more confident speaking than singing. And so this one wonderful person who I was doing a one-to-one -one with, she came on and she said, uh, I said, so how do you feel about your voice? And I said, uh, I said to her, how do you feel about your voice? And she said to me, um, well, uh, you know, I think that's why I'm in this session with you. Uh, and I said, well, you've got this amazing voice. You're, you're speaking in the most incredible way. You've, it's very, very full and professional and 
profound. It sounds really grounded. Uh, and I said, so, so how do you feel about your voice? How do you feel about it? And as soon as we were talking about how she felt about it, suddenly this very professional basso continuo voice became, oh, well, I, 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 well, I see, it's, it's like, I don't, my husband doesn't like it. And I just, I, I mean, I, I can't really tell you really what I'm doing. But I do it. And I said, um, did you just hear what happened when I asked you, how do you feel about your voice? And she went, well, yeah, that might be why we're in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, um, can you hear that you're speaking on F sharp? And she went, I beg your pardon? So I said, well, okay, forget that. I said, your voice, you have a, an amazing pitch. It's down, right down here. And that's, this is where you're speaking from. So you have this, that's why, can you hear that? As soon as she could hear that, she heard herself. And suddenly she was anybody's. Aha! That really taught me something. And I, I, in that moment, I just said to her, you know what? I should be paying you for this session because you've just taught me something extraordinary. And uh, that there is no separation. And you've taught me how we connect with that understanding by sounding the name. Sounding the name. So I, I, we, we then went for her name. And we started exploring her name from that pitch. And then we started exploring the silence that follows the, the sound. And what quality of silence the voice leaves behind. So may I invite you to do this exercise with me? Yes, would you be interested in doing this exercise? So it's called Sounding Your Name. It's really serious. So all you do is, uh, I'm just going to ask you, what is your name? Okay, well, first of all, you ask me, what's my name? Okay, so we just hear a cacophony of people asking me what my name is. What's your, what's your name? name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Chloe. All right. I responded, Chloe. That's what I heard just now. I'm so excited that the voice went, Chloe. So I'm listening to that. It actually doesn't matter what the voice did. Chloe. Chloe. Okay, so now I'm going, who is this? Where is this coming from? It's still apparently speaking. Chloe. Seems to be everywhere. Chloe. Now I can hear it's got a pitch that is... Chloe, Chloe, and then it sort of slopes down. If I make no effort to change it, to perform, to entertain you, to sound interesting, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not interested in any of that. It's totally uninteresting. Chloe. 
Louis. Now I'm listening to the silence that follows it. Chloe! Chloe! Now I'm slowing it down. And that's because I'm just listening to it through like stethoscopes. Okay? So I'd like to invite you to do the same thing. Okay? And normally we would have much longer time. We would be doing this probably for at least an hour. Okay, so consider that. You're just getting a little, if you like, a little taster of the practice. So please take it away as well and consider using it, sounding your name. So I'm now going to ask you. Now, one little instruction. I just ask you not to make it interesting, not to try and make it musical, not to uh, kind of even entertain yourself with it or do something meaningful, all right? Just simply listen to the sound. Just listen to it without any judgment of it as sound. Listen to where you're feeling it in your body and just keep exploring it like it's this being that exists in every cell of the body, in fact. But where do you feel it most? Do you feel it in your belly? Do you feel it in your knees, in your feet, in, your, in the top of the head, in your hands? Okay, just absolutely go for full attention and just ask yourself, remember to allow the silence also. And at the end of the sound, when you start hearing it as sound, you'll hear it switch from spoken voice into sound, into naked voice, okay? And you'll hear the picture of it. And when I say naked voice, I mean you're hearing it not as a spoken thing anymore, you're hearing it, if you like, as the sound of your soul, the sound of where you come from, all right? Listen very deeply to that and remember also to give that silence and let the silence inform the next sound. When you make the sound again of your name, uh, if you would endeavor to uh, make the same sound that you heard the first time. So it's very simple. Repetitive, recurring, the mantra of your name, sounding your name. Have a good time. Here we go. What is your name?